Hmm. If you have teens, high school students, or even college students, our next guest is a must-listen to. She helps students improve their study skills, write A-level papers, earn high composite scores on their ACT, succeed in math classes, pass courses they hadn't done so previously. This is great information. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. All right, for today's episode, if you have friends or family members who have students in school, this is going to be great advice for you. So make sure you share this episode with those people. Today's speaker guest is Jessica Coulter. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Lois. I am happy to be here. Oh, happy to have you. Jessica is with Ace Cookie Tutoring. I just got all kinds of questions for you with all the things that are happening with our schools and everything, but why don't you tell us what you do? Definitely. So I work with tweens, teens, and college students. So definitely for any of our listeners that have kiddos in middle school, high school, college, this is definitely going to be for them. And uh, my business kind of has two sides, the content tutoring. So what you think of as a tutor, you know, help with that math test, help with that paper. But then I also teach study skills, so actually how to learn. And so that's kind of where I'm taking my business the most. That's kind of what I hope we talk about today, Lois, is the idea of students need to know how to learn so they can actually like learning. And that's all through the study skills and personalizing their learning. Yeah, how to learn is, it sounds like, oh, well, that's not a topic, but it really (laughs) is. I mean, because people learn in such different ways and everything. So why don't you talk to us about how to learn? Definitely. So the thing that I think most of our listeners are going to be familiar with is the idea of the three learning styles, the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, or some people might call it tactile. So those are the three ways to learn. But the thing that a lot of students don't realize, a lot of parents don't realize, is that, yes, you learn that way. Yes, your teen learns that way. But that's not going to be the way the material is presented at school. So that's kind of where I come in, is when someone tells me, hey, my kid's struggling with math or I don't know why my son is struggling so much in the science class. It's always been easy for him. Well, it's a matter of, okay, well, is that teacher teaching in your child's learning style? And if not, that's when the problems start to happen. And that was something that we dealt with because we have three boys and each one of them had a completely different learning style. And my second one, my middle son was a a little, he, um, to help him remember things, we would act it out and that would help him keep it in mind and and you know he just play that act through his mind when he's taking the mm-hmm. test and he did wonderful so mm-hmm. it is so important to know that each of your children probably will have a different learning style and how to work with them on that and because they won't always work with them on that in school oh definitely and you make an important point the idea of acting out with your son to help him remember Something that I come across a lot is that mom might learn a certain way. And so when she's helping her child with the homework, she's teaching him the way she knows how to do it, not the way he learns. And so then they're both frustrated because he's not getting it. He's frustrated because, well, you're not making any more sense than the teacher is. And so it's a matter of, okay, well, mom might learn differently than the child does. If you don't know for sure what your child's learning way is, is there a test or how do you find that out? There's actually a couple ways. I mean, I've heard things and 
done things as simple as think about your first bike. And for those that are kinesthetic, they're thinking about, okay, what does it feel like for the visual? Okay, I love the sparkly handlebars or the, you know, the, I'm trying to remember what those things are, the, the tinsel or whatever it was called. Um, and then you've got the auditory learners are thinking about the bell. For me, what I have students do just to, since I'm such a, such a, since I'm such an academic is I have a quick quiz that I found online that I really, really like. And uh, I've never had a student say, no, I disagree with this. So that's what I usually do. Okay. What would you say is the number reason that teens don't enjoy school? It comes down to just seriously not knowing how to learn. And then if they don't know how to learn, then they don't know how to adapt. So, I mean, the example I always like to give is the fact that for me, history, my teacher was a lecturer. Like he just stood there and just talked at us or we would just watch videos. Like that's all we did. And me being visual, I didn't learn anything from listening to him rambling. I didn't learn anything from watching those videos without the subtitles. And so when students find themselves in similar positions, of course, they're not going to enjoy it. I mean, how can you enjoy learning something that you don't understand? And if you don't know how to kind of gather that information from the teacher, I mean, when kids tell me, well, the teacher goes way too fast and, you know, they tell me, okay, yes, I'm taking notes, but they're kind of useless. Well, then, okay, that's a whole nother problem. You don't know what to write down, let alone if the teacher is kind of like boring you. Okay, well, is it the teacher himself? Is it what he's teaching or is it how he's teaching it or is how you're engaging with it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We've had some really trying times here with the being told to learn from school and the, all of that. How do you think that that has affected our learning ability? Because we were so restricted. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that I like to make sure all parents and, and students know is that anyone who wants to learn can learn. I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's people that just seem to get things so that they, everything's just easy. And then there's the people kind of like me and other students I've worked with that are they don't just get it. They ha we have to work for it. And so, I mean, I think that would be my answer, Lois. It's just the fact that we can learn. And um, I mean, no matter how difficult things are, or how weird school might be for some of us or have been for some of us, um, it's just a matter of making that choice, making that effort, no matter what's going on. Okay. Is there an age range that we should start practicing study skills? Oh, definitely. Um, whenever parents ask me that, my rule always is, is middle school. And I mean, where I'm at here, um, middle school means fifth grade. So I know that might seem kind of young for some of our listeners, but I got to tell you, by absolutely no later than seventh and eighth grade is when we've really got to teach teens the how to learn. I mean, there's 11 study skills that I teach. And my whole reason for middle school is that middle school is usually a little easier than high school. You know, there's less homework, the grades, they matter, but not as much. And um, it's the perfect time to practice because by the time kids get to high school, I can't tell you how many of my students come to me after they flunked their first year or their first semester. And it's a matter of, okay, well, you didn't ever have time to practice these skills. You don't even know what the skills are. So that's why middle school to me is the perfect time. Okay. Would you mind sharing one or two of those skills with us? Oh, definitely. To me, the the most important skill that I teach is note-taking. And I know some of our listeners might be going, note-taking, really just give all the skills I can teach. Um, that to me is the most important one. And it's just because of the fact that how can students do their homework? How can they study for tests without the notes? And that's where the learning styles come in. For me as a visual learner with my notes, it's got to be lots of colors. Like, like that's just a, a must-have. 
and I got to have notes to read. I mean, <laughs> that's how visual learners are going to learn is actually getting to read. Whereas an auditory learner, for them, their notes might just be literally recording the teacher and might be going back and re-listening to that or just kind of writing a summary every so many minutes or every so many pages of the audiobook. And then the kinesthetic learners, I mean, they, they like to move like you've already mentioned with your son, but then it's also how hands-on can they be? So how to incorporate movement into notes. Learning is just important because it also affects us as well as like preparing for college. Oh, yeah. How does your techniques help with like getting college acceptance, doing ACT tests, those types of things? I'm so glad you asked that because that's something I've run into is, yeah, sometimes people are like, well, he's not struggling with any classes right now, so we don't need your program. You know, he knows how to learn, but they don't seem to realize, okay, there's a difference between getting it and knowing how to learn. But when it comes to like the ACT and college, I got to tell you that test taking strategies, yeah, that's kind of a whole different bucket. I mean, but there's also the content that goes into any test, whether it's the ACT or some chapter test at school. So, I mean, I've had that question with a lot of other ACT tutors too, because I I tutor that as well. But it's a matter of can students that have the strategies do better than the students that know the content? And I mean, up to a certain point for sure. But I mean, you got to know both. I mean, you really do in order to get the like the best score possible. Um, I'm not sure if I'm really answering your question, Lois, but just that knowing how to learn, I mean, it matters to everything. I mean, it's a lifelong skill. I mean, the way you and I learn today is the way we're going to learn 20, 30 years from now. All right. So who should be contacting you? The people who already have students having problems, the people who have good students. I mean, who's who is your best client or customer so for me the answer would be everybody i mean mm-hmm. i know that that might seem kind of ridiculous but i gotta tell you i mean most of the time parents don't contact me and i don't think they contact tutors in general until there's a problem and it makes me so sad when i get those phone calls those emails like two days before the semester ends or before that final test that's going to determine okay do we pass this class or fail the semester so to me it's got to be anybody because the thing is with the kiddos that have great grades right now that just seem to be coasting, they're going to coast until they don't. And unfortunately, they're kind of the ones that fall the hardest because they don't know what it's like to know how to learn. Like they've never had a study in their lives. And so they have absolutely no basis. Whereas the kids that might do really well, like say in math all the time, but always struggle with English. Well, there's going to be some connection between those math classes. Maybe the teacher always was a lecturer and that worked really well for the kid or maybe they were always handing out things and the kids had lots of things to read so I mean usually the kids that kind of are hit or miss in success there's a pattern now when it seems like nothing ever goes well that generally means every teacher and every subject teaches something differently each year which makes it hard to pick out those patterns so the short answer Lois would be anybody anybody with a tween teen or college student for sure what does the first meeting look like with you So I always like to meet with parents and their teens because I can tell you, and you probably can say this for your own self, but um, (laughs) a lot of times parents want one thing and their teens want another. I mean, I can tell you when I did content tutoring exclusively, it was so common for me to show up to that first lesson after meeting mom and teen and be told, okay, we're working on a paper. And then the teen's like, oh, I finished that paper two days ago. I need help with this math. And it's like, okay, that's not what I was expecting. And so I really like to meet both at the same time to see kind of what's going on because again is it a certain class or is it a certain thing that's the problem 
because maybe mom's upset about the homework always being gone and the teacher in the in her teen is just like you know the teacher is me like i just hate him and so that's a whole different problem than getting the homework turned in oh wow yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't like this teacher, so I'm not going to get a good grade. <laughs> exactly. You you would think that it would be obvious. Okay. Well, you're not, you know, hurting the teacher. You're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. But but our teens don't seem to understand that. They just think they're kind of sticking it to them, and it's like you're really sticking it to yourself. But yeah. <laughs> that's something simple. What are some concerns that moms or parents bring up to you about their students? Definitely. So it seems like, and from what, what I see when I work with students, that confidence is a big kind of concern, let alone motivation, let alone something as simple as asking for help. I mean, it seems like teens that need help on a certain problem or in a certain class would reach out to mom, they'd reach out to the teachers, you know, they'd ask a friend, and yet they just don't want to. They don't want people to know they're struggling. Hmm, that's sad. But learning is something we're going to do the rest of our life exactly no mm -hmm. I, mean, I still enjoy learning new things especially tech things and things of that nature so it's something that is a definite bonus skill oh i totally agree i mean it makes me so sad when i think about how many teens that i work with that don't value learning like they they're like you know i'm in this class because i have to take it to graduate or mom says i have to get this particular grade or if I get this dad says we can go here and so I mean my whole point is to teach teens how to learn so they can actually enjoy learning and realize okay learning can be fun and like you mentioned I mean if you're focused on tech things if that's what they want I mean I've got kids that love to play video games and so we do our best to tie all of the study skills I teach into video games they think it's kind of crazy like this can't possibly be legit like mom's not paying for me to learn how to do this in my video game and it's like well if you can do it in your video game then you can do it in the classroom oh that's a good tie-in mm -hmm. well any closing thoughts oh i would just say that uh if mamas are listening and curious about this whole idea of learning how to learn i'd love to talk to them i do have a 11 week program that's called love to learn and i'm constantly adding to it so I've had parents reach out and say, hey, Jessica, do you teach this? And when it comes up more than once, I keep adding to it. So it could very well be a 13 or 15 week program by the time someone listens to it. Oh, great. All right. Well, how do people get in contact with you? So the easiest thing is probably through my website, acecookietutoring.com or sending me an email, acecookietutoring at gmail.com. I try to keep it simple. Oh, great. Well, Jessica, thank you so much. And Giant Builders learning is a life skill. Make sure your students love it because that's going to help them really conquer the world. So <laughs> thank you, Jessica. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Lois. It was great to be here. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. <laughs>